This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to have Chris and Jessica Johnson with us today. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Matt and Holly, God bless you. It's good to have you. And Jensen. Amen. And uh, my friends, Mike and Nicole Hornbeck, I love you. Love you both very, very much. And um, it's great to have IBC with us today. Thank you very much for worshiping the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. And many other guests that are here. If I did not mention your name, I apologize. Um, how could I miss? Marcia, we love you. And um, she's a neighbor of Dad and Becky's. And, and uh, it's her first time here. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. And um, you just might run into her at the local Applebee's if she's you're still there. Yeah. Amen. You may run into her there. She will greet you with a warm smile and a loving heart. And um, so thankful that you're here. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Casey, I see you back here. It's good to see you today. Thank you for being here. She's not a guest. I'm just happy to see her. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, so what do you do after the service we've had so far? Somebody said preach. Somebody said Jesus. I want God to have his way here today. Amen. And I think my, my message has changed course here just a little bit. But if you want to turn your Bibles to the book of Nehemiah. Um, we, I, was work, I was working on a message and working on some things. And then in our men's prayer uh, breakfast uh, yesterday, um, we, we looked into the book of Nehemiah, and uh, Dad was opening up the scriptures. And I want to go to the book of Nehemiah real quick, and, um, and we're going to look at some things that uh, through the book of Nehemiah. And we go to Hebrews. We'll, we'll hit a few places, Zach, so pray that you can uh, help, help a brother out. Amen. Nehemiah chapter number uh, 3, if you could stand with me right now. Well, we read, I know you've been up and down a lot and stood a lot during this service, but I appreciate your willingness to be submissive to the moving of the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen, amen. I know I'm forgetting something to say something, but we'll get to it later. Um, Nehemiah chapter number three, verse number one. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they builded the sheep gate. Everybody say they built a gate. But you can't forget the other word that I missed. The sheep gate. Everybody say the sheep gate. And then they did what? My God. They sanctified it and set up the doors. Everybody say the doors. Man, I hope I can preach this like I feel it in the Holy Ghost. He built the sheep gate, and they sanctified it, and set up the doors of it. Even under the tower of Mia, they sanctified it unto the tower of Heniel. 
we're going to pray. We're just going to rest on the Lord here today. And uh, I'm going to preach from this title today. And this title may not make any sense because where the Lord leads us, we're just going to see where it goes. But I'm going to preach on just simply run on. Somebody say run on. Let's pray right now. Jesus, Lord, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Look to your neighbor and tell him to run on. We may just get to, we may just get to the meat of this message right now. How many love walking with Jesus Christ? This race is not for the swift, but it's a race of endurance. It's a race that God wants to keep us in. It's a race that we should not be shied away from. God is calling each and every one of us to run a race to Him. And I'm not about to give up. I'm not about to give in. I'm not getting ready to set back on my heels and let the devil have his way. I'm here to run a race of victory in Jesus' name. I said I'm here to run a race of victory in Jesus' name. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of believing and preaching and repentance for the remission of sins. I'm not ashamed of preaching on baptism in Jesus' name. And I'm certainly not ashamed to cry out unto the Holy Ghost and say, God, fill me one more time. Touch me one more time, God. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When I am with him, all my fears subside. All my anxieties fall by the wayside because I am determined to hold out until the end, the Bible says, or, or the old song says. But I'm here to tell you that I just don't want to hold out to the end. I want to be on the offensive until the end. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Let me tell you also what they are not. They are not defensive weapons. They are offensive weapons. I'm not a, I don't want to be a church that is always being battered and bruised by the devil, but I want to put some bruises on him. I want to put him in his place, and I'm not going to hold back proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when I say run on, I'm going to run on. Devil, you can give me your best shot, but I'm going to run on anyway. I'm going to still preach this message anyway. I'm going to still live for God anyway. I'm still going to read my word anyway. I'm still going to go with my family and pray anyway. I'm going to walk into my house and say, this is also the house of God because the one who was created by God and is filled with his presence, I declare this land in Jesus name some of us need to get a little gumption about us and not be shy about Jesus Christ I'm here to take God died for me he gave me a name that is a name that's above every name and one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord but I'm not going to wait till the end to confess I'm going to confess right now that Jesus is Lord I am going to run on with the message of Jesus is Lord. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. I'm going to run on. I'm going to preach on. I'm going to live on. 
I'm going to deal with some spirits in this place here today. I don't know what's happening by spirit, but I know one thing. Over the last few weeks, God has given me a boldness like I've never felt before in my life. So I'm going to preach it with boldness and sincerity. I'm here to put the devil in his place and speak to your family. Your family is on the road to victory. Your family is not a place that you need to talk about and, 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 and submit your place to the world but no the Bible teaches us the greater is he that is within me that he that is in the world so the world can attack me the Lord can try to the world can try to abuse me the devil can try to deceive me but I am not going to be ignorant of his devices so I simply say it again greater is he devil he that is in me than you and anything else that's in this world Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also are encamp- uh, encompassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse number 2, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, because I can't do it on my own. I need Jesus to write something new in my spirit and I needed him to be the finisher. I think our days should start with an author and I think my day needs to stop with a finisher. So when I get up in the morning, I say, God, write something new in my life. And then when I lay my head on a pillow at night, I say, God, put your signature by this day and say, this has been a son of God and this has been a child of God and they have completed today's race to the best Bible says, looking to Jesus was the author and the finisher of our faith. Somebody say faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You say, Pastor, I don't feel joy. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus had joy when he went to the cross. He said, I'm going about to do something that nobody has ever done before. So joy was set before him. I'm here to tell you today, this week has not been a great week for us, for me and my family but I'm here to tell you I got joy I said I got joy in the Holy Ghost say pastor what are you talking about for the first time in my life I I have never felt what I have felt this week had somebody almost outwardly tell me and say that I did something I did not do they are spreading lies and they are spreading rumors but I got joy in the morning I'm not going to let the devil keep me from worshiping keep me from running a race keep me from doing his will I got up one morning this week and my wife looked at me. She said, how long are you going to stay in this funk? Ain't nothing like a good wife to get you out of your funk. She said, didn't you know these are all lies? I said, I know they're lies. And I came to myself and I said, this will not determine my day. This will not determine my ministry. This will not determine my race that I'm about to run. This is not going to determine my message on Sunday. God is going to do what he does best. 
Some of you are trying to get the devil off your coattail. The Bible says resist the devil and he has to flee. I said resist the devil and he has to flee. I preached a message earlier this year about the race for your attention. And yes, uh, there is a race that is going on. And there is a race for your life. I preached last week, uh, and I forgot the title all of a sudden. The unintended consequences of sin. There are unintended consequences of sin when you're still living for the Lord. Things will happen in your home. Things will happen in your family. And you're trying to serve the Lord. But I cannot let the unintended consequences of sin of others or of my past to dictate my future. Because the Lord took joy to the cross. And the cross that I'm bearing today, I'm going to receive joy with it. Now I'm way off my notes. Nehemiah chapter number 3 we got to set some things right in this race that we're running. I said we got to set some things right. I said we need to set some things right. Some of you are at the starting line of a new walk in Jesus Christ here today. You've walked away from the starting line before, and you've walked away from the race that was before you, but I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to set you straight on the right race with Jesus Christ find that Nehemiah felt a call to prayer. God told Nehemiah he to go back to Jerusalem to build the walls. Go back to this place and rebuild the city. Go back to the place where God wanted his people to be. Nehemiah went to the king and the king said, why are you going to do this? He said, because I'm on a mission from the Lord. Just kind of paraphrasing here. So Nehemiah took, the Bible says, I believe three days. Everybody say three days. That means so much scriptural insignificance, but we ain't got time to go there. Three days he counted the cost. I said three days he counted the cost. He walked around Jerusalem. He walked around that city and said, oh, this gate's down, this wall's down, and, and I don't have many men to help me. I don't have many people around me to run this race, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. And i got to start somewhere. i got to start somewhere with this race. Let me tell you today, if you walk, walked away from God or if you don't have a relationship with God, start somewhere. I said start somewhere. This race has got to start somewhere in your life. Nehemiah chapter number 3, verse number 1. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brother and the priest, and they built the sheep gate, and they sanctified it. What was significant to starting at the sheep gate? Because that was the prepared the way of the sacrifice. The sheep gate was started to be rebuilt because the first thing they had to do is go back to the sacrifice. Go back to a place of new beginning. Go back to a starting place that allowed the sacrifice to be made. You cannot build your life. You cannot run your race with the Lord without a sacrifice. What? I lost about half of you right there. I'm here to tell you that you cannot run a race effectively with God if you don't go back and rebuild the sheep gate. I'm going to say it again. You cannot run an effective race because you'll be running all the wrong races. you got to get back to the sheep gate. You need to build the gates of that sheep gate. And you got to make way for your sacrifice. Paul said it and I preach it so many times and I'll repeat it till the cows come home or at least till the sheep come home. 
And that the Bible says Paul died daily. That means he went back to visit the gate, if you will. He want to make sure the gate is up. It is ready that that gate is not tore down. He says, I need to allow the sacrifice to come into the city every single day. I cannot rebuild any other wall until I get my sacrifice right. I can't build any other wall without the proper sacrifice. In other words, you cannot build a life with Jesus Christ without putting Jesus Christ first. The Bible says He is the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. I'm here to tell you today, this race is neither a joke or a fairy tale. You can act like you or, or not even, uh, you, you can act like there's not a race. You can act like it's a fairy tale. You can act like this thing doesn't mean anything to your life, but let me tell you, you allow the sheep gate to be built in your life and you allow the sacrifice to be birthed in your spirit. You are setting yourself up for a race of your life. You say, Pastor, the devil doesn't play fair. He knocked my gate down. Who cares what the devil's doing? We give him too much credit anyway. Hear me today. Let me be the alarm for your life. The devil is after your soul and he will do whatever it takes to keep you from heaven. He, the devil, does not play fair. He cheats, yes. He sets roadblocks, yes. He puts ditches in your way. He puts obstructions in your way. That's why David said, let there not be any obstruction in me. I do not resist the omnipotent and the omniscient power of God in my life. Sometimes we get easily distracted because there is no prize that is worth attaining because we don't get a trophy at the end of the day. But oh, the Bible says, I am laying there for a crown of righteousness. There is a crown at the end of this race. It may not be a WWE belt. It may not be a boxing belt. But I got a crown of righteousness that is about to be thrown at the master's feet. It is a prize worth attaining. It is a race worth running it is something to be celebrated the devil is after me and you this race to heaven is not for the doubter. Thomas was a doubter, but in the end, he was a warrior for Christ. The race is not for the spineless or the indecisive. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when I run this race, I'm not going to look to my neighbor where they are. I need to make sure I'm on the right path. I don't want to be disqualified from this race. I don't want to take any shortcuts. I want to do what God said and has set before me. See, some of us try to take a shortcut every now and again. I rebuke shortcuts when it comes to the Word of God. There is no shortcut. You have to start at repentance. You have to start at the sheep gate. You have to make way for the sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ. This race that I'm preaching about is one that you have to be full of courage and yet full of mercy. Have zeal and passion and yet have love and grace. I believe I'm looking at a group of people who desire to be full of the presence of God. Full of hope. Full of joy. Full of a sound mind. I don't want to be deterred. I don't want to be denied. I want to make heaven my home and it doesn't matter who does and who doesn't. I just need to make sure my house is in order 
and my gates are built. Starting point, that mark is the sheep gate. It is allowing that sacrifice. The Bible says, I press towards the mark, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. In all things, we start and we end with Jesus Christ. The Bible says he is the first and the last and the alpha and the omega. That means in my school, it's about Jesus. My work, yeah, i got to go to work, but it's about Jesus Christ. My boyfriends and girlfriends, young people are in here, we got adults. you got a boyfriend or girlfriend, it needs to be about Jesus Christ first. Every day is the first day of the rest of your life. We've got to get and got to get to the place where we act like this is the best thing in the world, and that is running this race for Jesus Christ. We need to show this community. You need to show your family you're serious about walking for the Lord. I said we need to get serious about walking for the Lord. I'm going to say it again. We need to get serious about walking for the Lord. I will not be denied. I said I will not be denied. So we get to the mark. we got to get set for this race. So there's some things we need to set in place beyond that sheep gate. When God fills me and God touches me in a time of repentance, we got to set some things who we're running to. The Bible says there is one Lord. There is one faith. And there is one baptism. I'm running to Jesus Christ. There is not three in the Godhead. There is one. There is one. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So this race I'm running, I'm running to Jesus Christ who is the fullness of the Godhead and body. Ephesians 4 and 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Now you know who you're running towards. I'm not running to a trinity. I'm not running to a duality. I'm running to Jesus Christ. I said I'm running to Jesus Christ. I said I'm running to Jesus Christ. When I set this mark today to run this race, I see Jesus high and lifted up. And I want his train to fill his temple. I want to race towards Jesus. 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in the other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, I hope you don't look at me as ignorant or unlearned, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You see what Peter and John, they were pursuing God. And when people looked to them, they said, I don't know about these guys, but I know one thing. They must have been with Jesus. Verse number 14, and beholding the man who was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. You see what happens when we allow the glory of God to sweep in our life and we're running a race with a singular mind that there is one Lord. People can't say anything against your walk with God. People can't tear you down. People, oh, they can say something and you can allow those things to get to you. But a saint of God, full of boldness and full of the grace and the mercy of God. No one can say anything against the glory of God that God wants to manifest in your life. They set in place. 
They put a mark of the salvation message. People saw the mark of the Lord upon them and couldn't say anything against them because there were the fruits of their belief standing with them. So when I run this race, people need to see us and say, hey, they're running a race different than everybody else. We may look like we're on the outside in this world, but really the world is on the outside and looking in to the church. Don't you feel like you're an outsider in this world? Don't you feel alone in this world? Don't you take, take the brunt of the world and say, I can't live for the Lord? Yes, you can live for the Lord because the Philippians says, I can do all things through Christ uh, who strengthens me but pastor you don't understand my situation but for every situation there is a victory report of somebody who lived like you did and overcame say pastor my husband is an alcoholic. My, my wife won't serve the Lord. You know what? I For every time you have a complaint, I have a victor report. And I say, hey, what's your excuse? Because here's a, a victor report that God delivers somebody out of the same situation that you're going through. Can I be bold here just for a moment and say God wants to bring you victory today. God wants to sustain you. And God wants to lead you and guide you on the race that is set before you. After you get to that, understand the starting gate of repentance. And you get some things in your life. Then the Bible says it's time to go. Somebody say go. After you get and understand where you are and who you're racing towards. And you're about to take off on this life. And you're ready to take the world by the horns, if you will. And ride on the chariot of the Lord Jesus Christ as you walk into your home. And walk through your job and walk through this world. The Bible says God is a provider of all direction. And will help you navigate the rest, the race that lies before you. That tells me you may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know what tomorrow holds. Uh, you may have not run that race tomorrow yet, uh, but God has already planned out a path for you. That's why I need to be in Jesus Christ. Uh, I may not know what holds tomorrow, but I know who it who it is. And He, the Bible says, and I've said it before, He is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't see past the light but I don't need to see past the light because I know who the author and the finisher is of this race alright we're getting somewhere there is no day like tomorrow however there is no tomorrow like today you hear the thing said so many times there's no day like tomorrow or we'll just wait till tomorrow we'll wait till the next day you're on the job and it's about 5 o'clock or, or about quitting time and there's something to do and you think well if I did it today I won't have anything to do tomorrow or if I do it today then I'll get ahead and we, we try to reason ourselves a little bit but there is no day like tomorrow because you haven't lived it however there is no tomorrow like today right now what I mean is go for the gusto now. Live the race now. Go now. Do what God has for you now. Let me raise up a spirit of confidence in you and say you are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. If you wait for the perfect time, there will never be a perfect time. Let your steps be ordered of the Lord today and find your place at the starting gate of sacrifice and let God lead you unto righteousness. 
Proverbs 20, 24, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Proverbs 5, 21, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. What power is set when we establish ourselves at an altar? And we find the correct place in Jesus. There's a power that comes upon our life when I put things in order. When I establish some things in my life that need to be there. The word peace means order. The devil is a man or a being of disorder. He is a destroyer. He's a tempter. He's a deceiver. But my God brings peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. If we find and set some things in our spirit, we find an altar and we find the correct place in Jesus. What a wonderful thing it is to know you got things in order. And you have a plan to walk and to run with Jesus. What I have found and learned this week is that the devil will swing for the fences and at times knock us on our heels and try to knock us off our game. I could not sleep at night. I could not hardly wake up without thinking of things. And my wife even noticed the difference and in her dear loving way looked at me and said, Tim, there is nothing to worry about because Jesus is on our side. He will attack your credibility. The devil will attack your family, attack your love for Jesus because he's trying to get you out of the race that you're running but I'm here to tell you that I'm going to run on. I said we're going to run on. Temptations will come. I said temptations are going to come. The devil's going to put, put trick tricks in the in the back of our life but I'm here to tell you today I know what he is doing and I know I can stand in truth and say devil you got all the tricks you want but I know the end of the story and I'm going to remind you of where you're going I want to remind you what you're about to come up against because you're coming up against a child of the most high God who is not afraid to speak truth Yes, he may come to destroy. He may set you back, try to make you fall, try to harden your heart, become stony ground instead of good ground, become thorns and thistles, become like the road that is tread upon. But I declare to the devil today and everybody in the sound of my voice, you can try to trip me up. You can try to swing for the fences. You can lay any obstacles in front of me. You can bring your temptation, but I choose to run on with Jesus Christ. Be not weary in well-doing. There's a man. I'm coming to a close. I had a neighbor several years ago. He was a soccer player in college and high school. And in college, he hurt his knee. He had to have an MCL and an ACL and all this work done on one of his knees. And his name was Steve Wozniak. I'll never forget this story and this man. He began to tell me about the story that he was going to start training for a marathon. He hadn't run a marathon in so many years, but he felt compelled to get back into shape and start running. And my wife and I, we were two doors down, and we lived on a dead-end street. And this man, we would see him leaving in the morning. And then we'd go out and do our chores and do this thing and that thing. And we would come home, and we'd see him going back home several hours later. 
he would be running for three to four hours at a time. Sometimes five and six hours. I don't know how he did it, but he was trying to whip his body back into shape of running the race for a marathon. He has started at 5Ks and 10Ks. He went to the 15-miler. He went to the half or the half marathon, and he was training for the full marathon, but he had an obstacle in front of him. About three hours and 15 minutes into his running, he wasn't trying to run his best time. He was just trying to complete the race. He got to the place about three hours and 15 minutes into running. And his knee started to hurt so bad. His knee began to throb in pain so times he'd have to stop and begin to walk just a little bit and try to work it out. And then he would find within himself to keep on running. He had to get past that threshold of three hours and 15 or three hours and 20 minutes of running on that bad knee. So the race was coming up. The marathon in Louisville, Kentucky was coming up. And he began to share with me that he was a little bit nervous about the race. He began to get a little bit a little bit worried about the race. He knew where he needed to go. He knew the route of the race. And he knew the end of the race. But he was worried about whether his body could hold up to the race. And his wife was so sweet. She made a little podcast or a little, a little a playlist that would fill about four hours, four and a half hours of music, all of his favorite tunes. Some of them she would replay. And he began to tell me after this race that at about three hours and 15, three hours and 20 minutes into the race, his knees started to hurt. But his wife had planned something upon his music. And she stopped the music. And there was their old three or four-year-old boy and said, Daddy, this is your son. I'm here to tell you, you can do this race. You can finish strong. You can be an overcomer. He was in tears as he began to finish that race. I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to encourage you. You're in your valley of your deepest despair. But I'm here to say, run on with Jesus Christ. Run on with Jesus Christ. Let there be a song that rises up with me in the morning and say, today is going to be weary, but I got joy in the morning with Jesus. Just like my neighbor, let me be the voice into your soul and say, yes, you can finish this race. You can endure. You can come out with joy. Yes, there's going to be hardship. And yes, there will be pain. But greater, greater is he. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. I'm here to tell you today, some of you are at the starting gate, and I'm the one waving the flag to start your race. But while you're in the midst of that race, I'm going to be on the sideline coaching you on, cheering you on, saying to be in the voice in your head and say, yes, you can. You can run on. How can a man understand his way? We can't. But I know who understands my way. I've preached long enough. Musicians are going to come. Let's stand around right now. I'm here to tell you today. Some of you are thinking about giving up. Some of you have given up. And you've got to find your back place back to the sheep gate. And I feel as though some of you during this time of prayer today that we've had in a service, you've already established some things in your spirit. So I'm going to come, uh, come alongside of you of your decision to begin walking for the Lord and say, you can do it. 
Guess what? We have a group of believers in this place right now who will be on the sidelines. My wife ran two half marathons when we were in Kentucky. One was in the ice, cold rain. It was about 36, 38 degrees, but she ran the half marathon. And I went down there. Well, I didn't go down there for that one. Let her run in the wet rain. I didn't want to take the kids out of the house. They were really young. But it was another race she ran. And I, I ran my 5Ks and 10Ks. In fact, I didn't run. I just walked with a brisk pace. I had a guy that had one leg. Make, and just ran right by me in the first mile. I'm like, what in the world am I doing? God help me. Anyway, there was what I loved about being around these races is that my wife, we would go to mile marker. You know, she was running a 10K and, and actually the, the, the half marathon. We found ourselves at about mile 9, 10, and we knew the route. And I knew it would be she almost done. She's about three-quarters of the way. And there would be me and the kids holding up a sign. Go, Mom. You can do it. And we'd clap as she'd go by. And as soon as she went by, we'd jump in the car and go to the finish line. I'd hold a banana, some, pro, you know, some protein for her on the way when she's done. And we would be there clapping while she came. Let me tell you today, when you go to the sheep gate, and you call to God. You say, God, forgive me. And receive that sacrifice. The Bible says all heavens begin to worship. All the heavens begin to celebrate of one who turned their life over to Jesus. And guess what? When I finish this race with as many as you as possible, if all of us finish this race, guess what we're going to see in heaven? We're going to celebrate together. We're going to, you know what? I may look at streets of gold for a half a second, but I'm not going to be worried about streets of gold. I'm not going to be worried about the pearl of gates. I'm not going to be looking at the walls of Jasper. My pursuit has been of Jesus. I want to find Jesus. I want to find the one who walked beside me, the one who sacrificed his life for me. And when I receive that crown of righteousness, I don't even want the prize. The prize is Jesus, not the crown. And the Bible says we'll take our crown and throw them at his feet. Because this is a race worth running. And I'm here to tell you today, run on. Run on. Run on. See, pastor, I have fear. Run on. See, pastor, they're sending the camp. Run on. You say, pastor, you don't understand my situation. Run on. you don't know I don't have a job I'm, I'm lost I've lost everything I'm here to tell you run to that starting line build that gate in your life make way for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ repent of your sins and then run the race that's worth running today let's raise our hands right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there is no other name that we run to right now. There is no other name. Hallelujah. This altar is open. God's been dealing with many of you here today. I felt it in the presence of God. 
I want you to come to this altar and I want you to begin to pray and say, Pastor, I've had some hardships, but I'm going to run on in the name of Jesus. I've had some tough trials, but I'm going to run on. I'm going to do what your word says to do. I'm going to run on. I'm not going to let family situations to keep me from the race that's set before me. I'm not going to allow anything to turn me. I'm not going to step one foot off this racetrack towards Jesus. If you want to pray with me, you can. I'm not going to say repeat after me, but I want you to do something. I want you to commit your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, I love you, and I'm going to make way, and I'm not going to resist for your plan for my life. And I'm here to tell you today, if you need to repent, you go ahead and repent. If you need baptized in Jesus' name, we have robes. We can, we can baptize you in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. I said we can baptize somebody in the name of Jesus. You can start walking in a newness of life, a new race that is set before you. But that's not the end of the story. The Bible says Jesus rose again on the third day. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And he said, now I'm going to send a comforter to you. Some of you need the comforter. What are you talking about, pastor? I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about being endued with fire. Putting fire in your bones. Putting fire in your spirit. Therefore, I can run the race that is worthy to run when I got the fire of God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's praise the Lord right now. Let's love the Lord right now. Let's come around this altar and begin to love Jesus. Let's come around this altar and begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is here in this place. He wants to bring peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's come to this altar right now. Some of you want to come. It's joy that is set before you right now. There is joy set before you right now. There is peace set before you right now. There's a sound mind. There's prepared family set before you right now. Jesus is the glue that keeps you together. Jesus is the glue that holds all things. Oh. All things new, yes, you make all things new. And I will follow you forward. You make all things new. Yes, you make all things 
some prayer right now. If you're a, I'm going to speak to the families here today. Next week is Family Sunday. We're going to have this wall down. We're going to add 30 more chairs or plus. We're going to pack this place out. But I'm here to tell you today, God wants to do some things in the families right now. If you're a husband, a wife, or family, I know kids are in Sunday school. And if you need prayer today, I'm going to open up this altar for you. And we're going to lay hands on you. Not, we're not going to, we're just going to encourage you in the Lord here today. We're going to set, help set that road right for you. There's a family right here. I love Mike and Nicole, but I, I don't want to embarrass them, but they, they've gone through some of the toughest times of their life, and they're here in the house of the Lord for a reason. God has anointed their life for ministry, and God's going to do some great things. But I'm here to tell you today, God's going about to set some things fresh, set some things anew in the name of Jesus Christ. So if you're a family here today, and you have a husband, a wife, a couple, won't you come down to this place, and we want to pray with you. We want to help you. We want to be your voice along the side of the road saying, hey, you can do it in Jesus' name. You can make all things new in Jesus' name name the road is set before you and it's going to be maybe tough but i know a reward so i need some people that are filled with faith filled with mercy filled with love to help us come and pray right now if you would like to have husband and wives to help us pray maybe you want one prayer but i want you to come and i want you to help us pray right now in the name of jesus Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.